Would you all just pray with me for a minute as we begin? Father God, we thank you for being here with us now. Lord, I pray that my words and our thoughts would be pleasing to you. We give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning, as I talk to you about cooperation and tell you some stories about my family, I thought it would be nice to show you a picture of my family so you could see the faces of the people that you're going to be hearing about this morning. This was taken just a few weeks ago at my husband's birthday. We were out to dinner celebrating. My husband, Rick, and I have two children. Our daughter, Melinda, is a senior at Wheaton College. She'll be graduating in May and um, with a degree in elementary education. And then our son, Jonathan, is a freshman this year at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana, and he is in their business school there. Um, And then also my parents are in this picture, Guy and Margie Metzger. Um, They live here in Fort Lauderdale, and I'm going to talk about them later too. So that's why I thought I would include a picture with them. So um, anyway, this is my first year of being a mom but not having any children at home. And just recently, I was thinking about Katie Johnston, one of our moms who is here this morning. Katie and I run into each other all over town. Am I right? Yeah. Um, It has happened to us so many times in multiple locations. And um, I was thinking back to a time this past summer, Katie and I both happened to be sitting in the waiting room of the same pediatrician's office, both of us with our sons. Katie was there with her adorable brand new baby Ansel at his very first pediatric appointment, like actually in the pediatrician's office after they had come home from the hospital. And I was there with my son, Jonathan, For very likely his last pediatric appointment, um, we were sitting there waiting for him to get the shots that he needed to be able to start college. And you know, that was just one of those moments that just really stood out to me. Um, And it just got me thinking about a couple of different things. First, like, you always hear it, but it is... It is so true. Our kids grow up so fast. Like, I feel like I was just sitting in the pediatrician's office on my very first visit with my son, and here he is now in college. Um, And then it also just reminded me of what a blessing it is to be a mom and what a blessing it is to be a mom at every stage of our children's lives and what a blessing it is to be able to teach them all the way through, um, preparing them to go out into the world as they become adults. Cooperation is such an important part of every stage of their lives and ours. Um, It's a beautiful thing when cooperation happens, but we all know that it doesn't always work out that way. My kids both went to Westminster Academy, and every spring Westminster has a big school musical. This year at Westminster, it's the Wizard of Oz. Well, I was a student at Westminster also, and my senior year of high school, the play was also the Wizard of Oz. Um, And I was Glinda, the good witch. Um, (laughs) um, Anyway, in the play, I I wore this beautiful dress with this huge hoop skirt. And you all know the scene when Dorothy's house has just landed in Oz, 
in Munchkinland. And Glinda appears, and she calls out all of the frightened little Munchkin to come out and meet Dorothy with a song. Come out, come out wherever you are, and meet the young lady who fell from a star. Well, one of the performances... Thank you. Um, One of the performances, just as I was starting to sing Come Out, Come Out, Toto, the little dog, crawled under my gigantic skirt. So as I'm singing, I'm actually thinking to myself, come out, come out, little dog, wherever you are. This is not how we practiced it. Um, Toto was not cooperating with me. Not at all. And... um, There was nothing I could do about it. That is just a silly story, of course, but there are definitely times in our lives where we won't get the cooperation that we need, the cooperation that we want. And what do we do with that? We'll hold on to that thought. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, But first, I want to talk about what cooperation is. Cooperation is working together for a common purpose or benefit. Working together to do more than we could do alone. And it really should be practiced in every stage of our lives. Psalm 133.1 says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. My kids were both born in the mid-90s. And then the big thing for little kids was Barney the Purple Dinosaur. And um, as we would watch Barney together, of course, the popular recurring song was the cleanup song. You all may know it. Clean up, clean up, everybody everywhere. Clean up, clean up, everybody do your share. Good job. Um, We would sing that together as we cooperated, cleaning up toys, each of us doing our own share. Well, that... um, That was modeled in the show. It was reinforced with the song, and we practiced it in our home on a daily basis. So it just became natural. Romans 15.5 says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus. As you think about your own families, Try to think of what will work best with your kids. Sarah gave us some fantastic ideas of things that we could do. Um, And it's just great to think of ways that cooperation can just become part of the natural flow of your days. One thing that we did when our kids were young was adding some extra cooperation just into the dinner cleanup routine. You know, rather than having one person be in charge of, like, clearing off the dishes and one person be in charge of doing the dishes, um, we kind of took it a step further. And we've always had everyone take their own dishes, glasses, silverware, bring them to the kitchen, scrape them off, give them a quick rinse, and put them in the dishwasher. So at the end of dinner, the cleanup is basically done. And we've all cooperated We've worked together, and it's not a big deal for anyone. It's just what we do. And I really think that practicing cooperation in these little things in life make it come more naturally in the big things when cooperation is really needed. Let me read to you all a beautiful example of cooperation in the story of Jesus healing a man who was paralyzed. This comes from Mark 2, verses 1 through 5. 
And when Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the man, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. You see, this man could not physically get to Jesus on his own. It could only happen with some major cooperation from others. Like, just think about it. These guys had to cooperate on several different levels. They had to figure out a plan and agree on it. And sometimes that's the hardest part. They had to physically carry their paralyzed friend and lift him up onto the roof. And then they had to actually remove part of the roof and carefully lower the man down to Jesus. And all of this happened in the middle of a watching crowd who may or may not have been happy about what they were seeing. It kind of reminds me of an experience my daughter just had. Um, This past weekend, Melinda and her college roommate took a trip to Washington, D.C. So when they got to the airport in Chicago, the security lines were, in the words of my daughter, insane. Um, They thought that they had given themselves enough time to get through safely getting to their gate, but um, they quickly realized that they were running out of time. So they tried to work the, like, excuse me, pardon me, we're about to lose, about to miss our flight, working their way up through the line. And some people apparently, like, just cooperated with them and were so nice and pushed them up in line, um, helping them cut ahead, whereas other people looked at them and they were not having it and they weren't going to cooperate at all. And I can just kind of imagine that this may be what these men were experiencing themselves. Um, Some of the people in the crowd may have been inspired and excited as they witnessed these men bypass the crowd and lower their friend down in front of Jesus. Other people may have just felt upset or annoyed because these guys were cutting in line. But if the cooperation had broken down any step of the way, this plan would not have worked. Those four men put the needs of their paralyzed friend first and cooperated with him and with each other. Philippians 2, 3 and 4 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others as more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others. Again, cooperation is working together to do more than you can do alone. But even when cooperation is our goal and we see the benefits of it, there will certainly be times in our lives where someone just won't cooperate with us. It can feel like we're hitting a brick wall. And what do we do with that? We should turn it over to the Lord. Give the situation to God with open hands, asking for direction and thanking him for his faithfulness. Because remember, God, God sees the whole picture, and we only see a small In August, my husband and I took our son Jonathan to start college at Indiana University. Because of Jonathan's grades, he was able to request um, living on an honors floor. 
And there were a few different options for honors housing. And Jonathan chose one um, that was described as, um, well, it was in a great location on campus. And this particular dorm was described as gender split, having an all-male wing and an all-female wing you know, on the same floor. Some of the other options had guys and girls living on the same hall. So Jonathan just thought um, he liked the sound of the camaraderie of living on a hall of guys, and we were in total agreement with that. <laughs> so now it's move-in day. Excitement and anticipation are high. Um, we get up to Jonathan's floor, meet his roommate for the first time, and start moving him in. And then I notice... There are girls living across the hall. Hmm. And then I notice that there are girls living next door. So as my husband and Jonathan continue to move things in, I just kind of slipped out of the room and started to walk around, look around. And um, I noticed on this floor there were two halls, one hall of all guys, one hall of all girls. They were connected in the middle and at the end. Jonathan and his roommate had been put in the middle of the girls' hall. Um, and interestingly enough, over on the hall, there was one room of girls in the middle of the guys' hall. Like, this was a mistake. This, this was not right. Um, I wasn't sure exactly what to do, but I immediately jumped into action, and I called my mom. <laughs> um, I knew my parents would want to know and that they would cooperate with us um, and immediately start praying for us. Then I texted my good friend Becky. I texted my good friend Dee Dee um, because they already knew we were there. They knew we were at Indiana. They knew it was move-in day. They knew all of the prayer and talk and planning that had gone into Jonathan's college decision. And I knew that they would enter into this situation with me. I knew that they would cooperate with us in prayer. Some people might think, what's the problem? Isn't that any college guy's dream? Um, Actually, you know, without him knowing anyone there at this school, it just felt awkward and isolating. So after I enlisted the cooperation of prayer support, I started working on getting things, getting this fixed. I spoke to someone who worked in the dorm. I spoke to the RA. I spoke to a graduate student resident advisor. Finally, I spoke to the person who was in charge of this whole group of dorms. Um, I I knew it was going to get fixed, um, but I knew that I couldn't fix it myself. I couldn't fix it without the cooperation of the people who I was talking to. But as I moved up the ranks of authority, explaining the situation, no one was working with me the way that I thought the situation should be handled. Um, Ultimately, the answer was this. If the two girls and the two guys all agreed to switch, then the switch could happen. Well, the girls didn't want to (laughs) switch. You all, every step of the way, No one was cooperating with us. It was literally like hitting a brick wall. 
Um, Ever since our children were little, when some injustice would occur to them, my husband would say that I would become like the mama bear. And, um, well, I even, like, I used, like, all of my mama bear superpowers, and I couldn't get this fixed. There was nothing that I could do to change this situation. How could this be happening? Jonathan was so disappointed. Um, We had spent so much time praying about this. We had spent so much time working through this college decision, and he really felt that God was leading him to this school, and I just was wondering if we had made a mistake. That night as we were heading back to the hotel, Jonathan had to jump into new student like orientation activities. I was just feeling spent. I was so discouraged after the frustrating day. And then my husband really spoke life into the situation for me. He said, you know, Cindy, we've done all that we can do. At this point, we just need to watch God's plan unfold for Jonathan. Um, We didn't have the cooperation of men in this situation. But I was reminded that God is in control. Again, he sees the whole picture, and we only see a tiny part. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And Proverbs 19.21, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So we encourage Jonathan that even though we didn't understand it and we did not get the cooperation that we wanted, we did not question that God is in control. God is good all of the time. Jonathan has lived in that dorm this whole school year. Um, It has been okay, and we are watching God's plan unfold for his life. I want to wrap this up by talking about the importance of how we treat each other and how cooperation is noticeable. My parents recently told me a cute story of something that happened to them. Um, They were at a restaurant where you order up at the counter. And they were just standing there, you know, like looking up at the menu, um, talking, figuring out what they were going to order, what they might share. And a young woman in her early 20s approached them and said, excuse me, but are you all married? And my mom just looked at her and was like, said, yes, you know, we've been married for 50 years. My parents had just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary last April. And this young woman looked at my parents and she said, wow, because you all really seem to like each other. Um, My mom and dad were not doing anything out of the ordinary. They were simply discussing what to have for dinner, but they were doing it with kindness and they were cooperating with each other. And to this young woman, though, it was noteworthy and it was noteworthy. Philippians 2, 14 and 15 says, do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. You know, as Christians, we're called to be different, to be light in the darkness, light that will direct other people's eyes to Jesus. The ways that we interact with each other matter. 
teaching cooperation to our children, it matters. When we cooperate, it can be a witness both to, the, both to those we are cooperating with and also to those who are watching from the outside. And finally, Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen? Amen. Thank you.